Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Good morning. If you'll kindly turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12 this morning, a message entitled, Burning the Midnight Oil. Verse 36, and you yourself be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. And so what we're talking about is the bridegroom has gone out to get his bride, and he comes back, and the men who are watching will open the doors so that he can bring his bride in, and there can be that consummation. So what he's telling his disciples is that they're like the gatekeepers in a sense, and to keep their lamps burning and ready to watch for the groom to return for his bride, that they would be able, ready to run to open the gate, to open the doors for them to come in. And so we see this theme throughout Jesus' teaching, actually. And we know that in, in John chapter 14, Jesus says some strange things to his disciples, which he doesn't, they don't quite understand at first, but he says, In John chapter 1, verse 6, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Now, that's more of a King James-ism. It means rooms, his chambers. I'd like to think it's as good as a mansion. I mean, Keith Green said, you know, took God six days to create the world, and he's been working on our place for 2,000 years. We're living in a garbage can down here, right? And, And so, mansions, he says, If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Of course you know, right? And Thomas, I love Thomas, because he's just the honest one. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? I I love that. We don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. You're going away. You're talking. You're freaking us out. You know, yeah, that's why our hearts are troubled, because you keep talking about you're going to go to Jerusalem and die. You know, and and Thomas at one point said, oh, we'll go die with him, you know. Jesus says this in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. And the way to the wedding chamber was through the groom, and the way to the Father, oh, no one comes to the Father except through me. I I forgot to read it all. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So the way to the wedding chamber is through the groom, and the way back to the Father's house was the groom going to get his bride. But what does that mean in the context of of greater things within the Bible? Well, Jesus actually gives us this whole scenario in Matthew chapter 25, and he spells it out pretty clearly when he gives us the parable of the ten virgins. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13, Jesus taught, and we're going to go back to chapter 24 and, and look at the context of what he's saying here. But Jesus taught this in chapter 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, okay, I I know this is a little bit strange. So this guy's marrying 10 women at once. Not a typical Jewish thing, but Jesus is teaching a greater parable. He always takes something that's real. and, And in this case, he morphs a little bit by making it 10 virgins. 
because he's speaking about something that they need to think about. It's not just, it's not just one person. It's not just one woman. It's a community. It's the church. And so that's what he's talking about, those who would call themselves the church. So the bridegroom goes out to meet, to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with, with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at the midnight cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming out to meet, come, go out to meet him. And this is the friend of the bridegroom. The best man would go out and, and yell this cry and blow the trumpet. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Just a lamp exactly like this. Oh, can you bring the picture back up? There it is. See that little lamp there at the bottom? That's what they had. They had these little lamps, oil inside, little wick on the end. So they went out to trim their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, this is verse 8, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there, sh- lest there should not be enough for us and you, but rather go to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So Jesus is giving us a, a parable relating to his coming. Just like he told his disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now we're seeing the other side of it where he's coming out to get the bride. And when he gets the bride, there's some that are foolish and, ready, and not ready to go and some that are, are wise. Now what does the, what does the oil represent in this parable? Does anybody know? The Holy Spirit. It, and oil represents the Holy Spirit. When Jesus uses a figure of speech, and actually in the Old Testament to the New Testament, when something's used metaphorically, you have the law of expositional constancy. They, it always means the same thing. And so Jesus gives a strong warning to watch and be ready to keep your flashlights ready and, and your running shoes on, you know, in a sense, is the way we would say it. But this parable of the ten virgins, he, he's he, vir, virgins, not virgins. There's two virgins, two versions of the virgins, but there's, sorry. Jesus is, is talking about the timing or the kickoff of the last days. And, and that's what he says earlier in Matthew chapter 24. Now, we see again another clue, another hint to what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. He says, but that of the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. How can the omniscient Son of God not know the day or the hour? Because this is set up as a parallel to the wedding feast. And so the Son, in his sovereignty, setting aside his knowledge of this, the day and the hour, and even times and seasons, which we see as well as he describes this coming, he sets aside his knowledge of it, and he submits to the Father. So when the Father sees that your mansion is done, and my mansion is done, and everybody else's mansions are done, he will come back. But he says, the day of the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So it's important. There's an important word that we need to define here, this word took. And I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it in the Greek, 
I mean, there's lots of different ways to pronounce things in Greek, turns out, but Ario, which means to break anchor. And so we're probably talking about Noah in the boat, the anchor's broken, and, the, and carry, it can be being carried out to sea, but that's kind of the, the idea behind that word. And so then he says, verse 40, then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken. This word is paralomboni, which means to be taken in relationship. This is the same word that the angel Gabriel used when he said to Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, because he was afraid because she was pregnant, right? He says, don't be afraid to take her as your wife. And so that's what this word means. So it's a different word. This took and taken are different, completely different words. And the other left. So one's going to be taken in relationship. The other one's going to be left behind. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour, again, an hour that you do not expect. Now, it's interesting because what we're talking about here is known as the rapture of the church. And this is also parallel with the wedding ceremony. And what would happen is if somebody is taken, they're, they're com- they're, it's unexpected. I mean, it's expected. It, they know it's coming, but they, they don't know when. It's going to come by surprise for them, but it's going to come like a groom for them. But for those who are left behind, the other guy standing in the field, the other person grinding at the mill, it's going to come as a thief because their neighbor, their friend, their, their spouse is taken away from them. And so you have this idea of the thief, but you also have this idea of the bridegroom. And so how do you want Jesus to come to you? As a thief taking your loved ones from you? Or as a bridegroom coming to, for his bride to take you to that place he's been preparing for you. Now, some of the coolest places we see this, this typology, we see it throughout the Old Testament as well as the New Testament, but the first place you really see it is in Genesis chapter 24. Now, we talked about last time how Isaac was a type of Jesus, how he went up the hill, the same hill that Jesus would die on, carrying the wood for the sacrifice. You know, Abraham says God will provide for himself a lamb. And then after the angel stops him from sacrificing Isaac, he recognizes that Isaac is, you know, that he is now, in a sense, raised from the dead. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 tells us that Abraham believed that God would even raise him from the dead. So three days earlier, he said he was going to kill him, told him to kill him. Three days later, he received him back in a figurative sense from the dead as he was going to be the sacrifice on the same hill Jesus would die on 2,000 years later. So acting out prophecy. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.